Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. My name is Mel. I'm Helen. And I'm Janet. Today we're going to be talking about boobs, breast, tits, hoo-hahs, boobies, whatever you want to call them, they are a noteworthy part of the human body and have a particular symbolic meaning. Different people conjure up different associations and ideals when it comes to this topic. Today, we want to discuss it from the perspective of three cisgendered Asian American women. We're going to talk about our personal experiences, what our boobs mean to us, recalling our relationship with them through those awkward teenage years, reflecting on social perceptions. For example, the idea that Asian women have particularly small boobs, bra and personality associations, and more. Let's start with some quick history. Where does the word boob come from? Well, according to an article on Bustle, boobs in reference to breasts first emerged in the 1930s. It's a shortened version of the slang term booby, which was popular in the 17th century. From there, the history of the word can be traced back even further through Germanic languages and Latin until we reach the origin word poopa, papa? The term papa means little girl, which... I don't know, it could be kind of disturbing, but I guess that's also one nickname you could give your boobs, your mm. little girls, or your girls. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, I, I had no idea kind of like where that slang word came from. Mm-hmm. Let's take it all the way back, ladies, to kind of think about where each of us learned about the concept of boobs and understanding kind of their social significance. Um, do you remember when was the first time you like, I guess, saw a boob or like understood what boobs were? <laughs> I don't have a distinct memory, but as a kid, I do remember changing with my mom in the room. Mm. And when there was no societal definition of, of what it meant, it felt really normal just to be changing and being naked in front of your mom or grandparents. And my mom and grandma are very, like, they didn't give a F. Like, they would just change in front of me. Mm. They didn't hide their boobs. So I always felt like, okay, like, they have this stuff it's on like their body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess the first time I saw a boob was when I was a child, just changing with my mom and my grandma. Hmm. Mm. 
I think the first time I really saw a boob, like someone else's boob, actually, it wasn't my mom's. I know a lot of girls oh. say that their mom would walk around the house naked when they were younger, but my mom didn't do that, at least not to my recollection. I know when I was a baby, my mom's boob was like all up in my face yeah. because I was <laughs> breastfed, but I don't remember any of that. Um, I think the first time I saw a stranger's boob, mm. <laughs> a strange boob, a stranger's boob, um, it, it's probably those channels that you kind of accidentally mm. scrolled by at night. Accidentally. Oh. The, the ones that sort of like tempt you to pay to watch the entire basically porn show. I'm pretty sure those were the first times I saw someone else's boobs other mm. than my own and obviously the memory of my mom's. Um, and yeah, they had like nipples and, and everything. <gasps> they showed that on TV? They, I'm pretty sure they did. I'm pretty sure it was like, oh. A boob that Whoa. was on there. Interesting. So your first, like, uh, your first peek into the anatomy of the boob was like through media. Then, Pretty sure it was. Yeah, because mm. my mom didn't walk around with her boobies hanging out. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I don't think. I think my turn maybe more similar to Mel. Like growing up, um, my mom. I think also because I had a little sister, mm. pretty close in age. So like when we would have bath time we would bathe together and then even for many years when I was much younger like sleeping we would like my mom kind of like slept with us I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's like pretty common in like maybe that generation of Chinese uh, people um but like yeah I my first experience is kind of just seeing around my my parents she didn't walk around the home naked but it was more like practical kind of things yeah but then to your point of like you saw your sister's boob when I saw Annie's boob which I'm sure I did I was like that's not a boob. It's just, yeah, when your kids, it's like it's, a kid's like yeah. you're flat. Like it's yeah, a mosquito yeah. bite. It's not a boob, right? Yeah. The first time you see it, you see like an, an adult boob. Mm, like yeah, when was yeah. when was that? That was that was my mom. I think. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like seeing, but then as a child noticing the difference of like, oh, her body looks different than my body. Yeah. You know? yeah. And she didn't. It wasn't out of like she wasn't shameful of it or it just felt very like normal. Yeah. But then I think it's like you as a child start to see then okay she's not. Like, it's like she's naked in the bathroom or she's naked in the bedroom, but it's not, she's not naked around the house. So, like, I had an understanding that, okay, this is, like, a private thing, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. What about the first time that you realized that the significance of that body part? So, like, Mel, you're saying you might have seen your grandma and your mom walk around, but it seemed normal to them. Mm -hmm. When did you realize, like, oh, boobs, like, have a certain meaning, maybe to men or socially? Mm. I'm trying to, this is really hard for me to, like, to turn back time and remember these distinct memories um but I will have to say that so you know as a child like I would go over to hang out with my mom's family friend or my mom's friends and she would have two sons and we were so young back then we we're like three to five and we used to take baths together because like little kids you just like bring you you're mm-hmm. as parents you just put your kids together in the bathtub and it's like oh it's so much fun you have friends to play with in the bathtub but I got at a certain age where I was like it started like we stopped doing that. And I also remember mm. like knowing to cover my top up my top half. And mm. I think this is around five to seven, but we would just stop taking mm. baths together. And obviously when you're naked with a little boy, you're like, Oh, that looks different than mine. Mm. And uh, you know, there are peepees and stuff just look different. So I think when I got around five to seven, I noticed there's like probably, Oh, something's different here. And I didn't really, I couldn't comprehend it because I was so young. Mm. I think the, the moment I realized, like, Oh, there's some kind of like significance or social significance with boobs is when I started watching more teenage shows. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't remember the what, 90210, like, mm-hmm. even, like, Boy Meets World, like... Baywatch. When you, yeah, yeah, Baywatch. You just see how they kind of, like, even the way they film women, you're like, oh, there's something different about this. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it emphasized, like, even the coming-of-age television shows talking about, like, puberty, mm-hmm. you know? And the girls wear tighter clothes, and, like, guys talk about it in those shows back then. So you're like, oh, something, there has to be something there. Mm-hmm. And I guess the last moment, probably, when I realized 
there's like definitely a anatomical significance is when in third grade my mom took me to get my first training bra and back then you're not thinking you're not like oh we're just buying a t-shirt you're like she's like i think it's time to get a training bra i'm like okay mm-hmm. like didn't make any sense to me i'm just like okay i guess i have to wear this thing now mm-hmm. yeah how about you guys i think for me i know in eighth grade was when i definitely started to realize the significance of like my body and how mm-hmm. maybe i wanted it to be viewed because i have this one photo where i'm in this short sleeve body forming red top and i'm chilling with my friend in our math class posing for this photo and my body's kind of like angled to the side so you get a good view of my boobs <laughs> And in this photo, my boobs look ridiculously and disproportionately large <laughs> compared to the rest of my body. I could have probably filled that bra up with like a pair of socks, not just like one sock, but like a pair of socks. Um, and I know for sure my boob was not that big. Um, but I think they were a result of little Helen in eighth grade mm. being very self-conscious of mm. her mosquito bite size boobs. Also, I know, Mel, you love this story, but when I started playing sports, which was also in eighth grade, is when I started to play volleyball, and I had to wear sports bras for the first time ever, and I couldn't afford, like, the super nice ones that had built-in cups, Mm. so the ones that I got were either hand-me-downs or ones that were cupless, Um, and I remember when I got them, I didn't realize how much I nipped. Hmm. Yes, My, I have those memories. Right, so, your, yeah. like, your nipples get hard, and they kind of like poke through. Yeah, when there's no like, pro, yeah, like oh my god, or yes, yeah. Because in Boston, also it gets, oh, cold. It gets cold, so yeah. like, hello, like, yeah, hello, rip, rip through the shirt, right? Yeah. Like, hello. <laughs> um, but I would actually sew in cups into my sports bras. And I remember how self-conscious I was of people finding out. Like, mm. I'd make sure the sewing thread matched the bra as much as possible so that if I took off my shirt, no one could see, like, stitching around my boob, <laughs> which is really the stitching for, for the cup that I would sew in. But I was very self-conscious about that throughout my high school years. And I remember mm. Mel found one of my sports bras a few years ago, this pink Nike bra, and it had this, like, nasty, the gel-like cupping. Uh-huh. You know, the, the, the gel that actually, like, kind of like your chicken cutlets, right? Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's, like, a harder material. Sometimes yeah. it's that softer, gooier material. Um, and it, to be honest, it was pretty gross that I kind of uh, sewed that part in because I thought the material would feel better because it would feel more boob-like, but instead it just made my boobs sweat a lot. <laughs> when I was playing volleyball but I remember Mel when you found that I was like oh my god this is so embarrassing like if if high school if a friend from high school had found that when I was in high school Mm, I would be so embarrassed you know what's really funny about this story I actually don't think it's gross she sold she sewed these chicken cutlets into her bra in high school the thing that I find gross is that she still has it at the age of 33. <laughs> and literally, it's because the way, the, the way I found it is we were helping her move out of her apartment in Santa Monica. And I was like, oh, okay, here's your bra. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, yeah. What is this? Is this yeah. What is this? Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty gross when you find it. Actually, I don't wear it anymore. It's just, mm. I'm the type of person that, like, when something is not broken, don't throw it away. Yeah, so that yeah. was one where I think it's probably, like, in the far end of my, like, bra drawer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now I would probably still wear that bra because it's still good, but I'd probably take out the, oh, the, the chicken cutlet <laughs> now. I think it's funny how you did um, your, you did the chicken cutler sewing your cups because I think Janet, I think we both resonate with like getting nippy with the, the bras that don't have cups. Like yeah. what I used to do instead because I didn't have boobs and I still kind of don't is I would take tissue paper and fold it and just cover oh. my nipples and there were so many times that it would fall out of my oh, yeah. cars bra. Wait, yeah. doesn't that, but then can't you see the shape of the tissue? Because it's so thin, right? Then, That's why you nip. Or you can see the nip. I think that helped me, though. Mm. Or I, maybe I just walked around with, like, square ship nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't really understand. Like, nowadays, I always get at least light 
cupping or light padding yeah, on same, my sports same. bras because if it's just a piece I'm, of cloth it's like that's like wearing a tank top underneath a tank top yeah yeah I, I feel you I think I had a realization around the same time that you did which is like around middle school versus I was gonna say my third grade for training bras really young I feel yeah. like because I don't I think I mine was maybe like fifth grade I don't know I, I you know it's funny I forgot to mention my story but like the only reason why I remember third grade is because when my mom bought me the bra, I felt cool, actually. And then I had a crush on a boy. And on the playground, I literally said to him, I was like, do you see this? It's my bra. <laughs> like, I, I, like, snapped it to show him. I was like, who the fuck am I? Like, I knew that was a sign of something, like, a mature oh, girl. Because I, I think I at a young age, I watch a lot of, like, older shows. Not understanding what it was, but just mm-hmm. kind of taking what I did from it so maybe interesting I think between Mel's story and then Helen's like story of the photo and you know trying to kind of like build it up I had the opposite I was actually really shy about boobs and I felt like really uncomfortable when they started developing oh really um I don't know if it also because like I grew up dancing in mm. ballet and you don't um a lot of the leotards there's no padding at all yeah. mm. so it's like when you were developing and in puberty your boob like it's just nipping all the time oh yeah 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 <laughs> um and yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I remember having the opposite, which is like never wanting to buy a bigger bra, always like preferring like sports bras and wanting to like cover up and wearing like baggier shirts. I don't know why. I was just like a lot more, See, felt really like self-conscious. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, do leotards have cupping they, in them? They don't. I think when you they get never old, do. like for, for like adult leotards, they sometimes will have, but even now, like, you know how sometimes when you buy bathing suits, sometimes yeah. they're not kind yeah. of like sports bras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the most part, they are like that. Sometimes they will, but for the younger, for up until the age of like 10 or 12, like the leotards are literally just like a flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still, I mean, hey, free, free the boob, right? Like if yeah. you want less cupping, go for it. Yeah. It's, but I, that was always like a conundrum to me of like why people would want just like a piece of cloth to cover yeah. Yeah. if it doesn't provide the support, support that it's yeah. supposed to provide. So I always thought it was just me that, mm. you know, cause like you ladies bought me this like sports bra for my birthday, which I love cause it's so cute, but there's no cupping in it. Oh, so, I didn't know that the one we got. Yeah, so then when I put it on, I was like, oh, wait, hello. <laughs> Me pose. But, but then I have these, like, extra cups that I can also just put into, mm-hmm. insert it. There's no place to, like, like a sleeve to insert it in, but I could still kind of just let it hang there. And if it's tight enough, it won't come mm-hmm. out. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm curious, our listeners out there, if this is something that you also have dealt with in the past mm-hmm. or if it's just us, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of sports bras out there that are just... Couplets. Just yeah, couplets yeah, yeah. and just like a thin piece of fabric, right? Yeah. yeah. I guess I'm curious, Jan. Like, why did you feel awkward? Like, do you remember why? Did someone yeah. say something to you? Or I don't. I I don't. I'm trying to recall. I don't think there was any particular experience. I think I was just kind of a rather like shy mm. kid, and so any type of thing that would draw attention would feel uncomfortable, mm. right? And then and I did also watch TV, and I understood like the boob stuff but maybe perhaps part of it was like seeing it like um, displayed in entertainment as such a, like a sexy thing mm-hmm. um, and I didn't want to be I didn't want to draw attention so it's like anything that felt like it was doing that I was like really nervous about mm. yeah. I think it's funny because like I think I was the opposite of that like in a sense like yeah. I, I mean maybe in some essence I wanted the attention so that's mm. why I actually looked at these girls on television like oh I want to be more like them yeah yeah and mm. I, was like, I was like that's why I was like look at my bra like <laughs> yeah you know? but your training bra yeah. Well, I don't know. It, it, literally, I, I snapped it like this. Oh my, oh my god! That's such. I could see little Mel on the playground. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, Peter. Yeah. yeah. The, the funny thing is, we're still friends today. Hey, oh Eugene, my- what's up? <laughs> Wait, did you? So, did you ever wear like cup sizes that were too big for you? Oh, for sure. 
I yeah. did not know how to do that. Where where did you find those? Or did your aunt or your mom buy those for you too? Those are the ones I went like by myself or with my girlfriends to buy. And I didn't know. Like they're like literally feel like pillows. Yeah. I think it's back then I was like, oh, like this is, you want, like, wow. literally push-up bras is a huge thing. Mm. But it's such the opposite experience. I always like looked for the flattest, but that still would cover the nip. Yeah. So I, yeah. Really? <laughs> Actually, Janet, yeah. what was your first bra? My first bra, similar to Mel, was a training bra. And I remember that one was like really anticlimactic because those, you don't have to get fitted for those, right? Those mm. are like you go into like Macy's and it's like hanging mm-hmm. on the racks. Mm-hmm. So my mom just, I think when she started seeing like, you know, on your t-shirts, you're nipping a little, she just got me a little training bra. And I, I remember feeling like, oh, this is like a, a thing that like, it's such a nuisance that I have to wear this extra thing, right? Mm-hmm. But then I do remember when I first got my like real bra, like the one with like straps and a cup and having to speak like the I think it probably was at like a Macy's or something mm-hmm. and this like it was like this older white woman that came in and was like trying to fit me and I remember feeling really awkward because mm-hmm. I'm like naked in front of the stranger and she's like measuring and explaining oh this is the cup size and this is how you measure yeah, like yeah. around your your uh, body and this is what the numbers mean um, but I also went for I went with a very like nude skin colored just thick enough so that it doesn't show nip but not thick to like add any volume Mm. i don't know how about you ladies do you remember what your first bra so my first bra wasn't the typical first training bra that little girls get Mm -hmm. which sounds like you did you had that experience with your moms which is nice (laughs) now that i think about it it's like really sad um i think my first bra was a bra from china (laughs) and i'm pretty sure my mom didn't officially give me one i think i just started wearing one of annie's oh that makes sense and the ones from china like if you know Mm. you know they are not the right cup size they are padded Mm. they are lacy usually and they are hard they were like so hard hard to the touch yeah i remember oh they provide that really like stiff support yeah yeah yeah. no exactly so i remember watching like these hong kong shows when we were comedy shows when with my family when we were younger and there's always like a scene of women like digging out of like the bargain pile of like Mm. cheap bras i'm like i'm pretty sure one of those was my (laughs) first bra and i never i don't think i ever had that experience where my mom was like this is a bra and this Mm. is like a size and i just had to figure it out on my own and i think once she started to see that i was already wearing one of annie's really big bras she was probably like okay like she's already she understands that experience of what a bra is um but yeah i think no one really helped me to pick out my my first bra pretty sure it's just i stole it from annie oh she probably got mad at me and i (laughs) probably kept wearing it i don't know that's cute though yeah it's kind of sad i'm like i definitely want this experience for my kid i want to take her to get her first training bra even if it's just like a a sports bra like crop top looking like thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah target has really good ones yeah i think i went to target oh really or walmart one of those like you know like oh it's you know not a fancy one at all yeah yeah i think it wasn't until like high school late high school that i finally went to a victoria's secrets mm. and got properly measured and i was super uncomfortable doing that because i went by myself to do it and they were really professional and i think i kept my my first bra or maybe i was wearing a sports bra on top and they just oh. measured around it which is fine but um, yeah, I don't think I got properly measured until late high school. I actually, I mean, I remember going to the, the initial Macy's or whatever for that measurement, but then after that, all the other bras, I think my mom just bought them for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that there was ever, cause I do remember things like not fitting correctly or being a little uncomfortable sometimes. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then I went later by myself, probably like later in my twenties to Victoria's yeah. Secret and then really learned like the kind of that kind of stuff. So yeah, I don't know. I think it might be a pretty common experience for women to not mm-hmm. have a proper like understanding of how to measure 
the fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't think I had ever had one yet. <gasps> we got to take Mel oh. to a formal. <laughs> yeah. It's like, do you know what your cup size is? I, I do. Just based on. Like kind of like trial and error. Trial and error. I mean, yeah. Mm. But yeah, my first, my first bra was the training bra my mom picked out at Target. My first real, real bra though was like probably in early high school. I used to go shopping with my aunt and we were super close. Mm. Um, and it was Calvin Klein. Mm. Oh, wow. Mm. I got some freaking Chinese bootleg bra over here. <laughs> Bargain bra. That's, that's the only fancy bra I, I ever, I ever owned. And, um, cause I, I think she also knew like, this is a good brand. And I was like, okay, we didn't even like formally try it on. And I was like, oh yeah, that, that works. I think I felt so awkward that I wore it was a black Calvin Klein bra but it was definitely way too big or it just didn't mm. fit properly because when I bent over there was so much space on the top half oh, of the cup yeah. Yeah. I was like I could just sh- like fit like a pillow in here or something yeah. right you could put food in there they <laughs> food yeah, exactly like, yeah. yeah I just wore that for a while and I didn't know how to change or wear the proper size and um, I didn't ask the specialist because I felt really embarrassed. Like, I still mm, feel, even yeah. now, a little like, oh, like, not, not so better. You know, you obviously, you see a doctor to get your physical, but it's just a little awkward for me mm. um, to be like, here's my boobs. I don't, I don't know. I just feel a little bit more, I guess, shy about that. Mm-hmm. I also, wrote, I also like, thought maybe I just blocked that memory out of my mind because maybe I did have a specialist help me, but I just don't remember whatsoever. Uh, but I could also relate with you in terms of, like, the, like Asian bras. <laughs> like, my mom also never really bought me a fancy bra. So I had to, like, my aunt bought me the Calvin Klein bra. But after that experience, I never, I don't remember buying bras. She'd bring bras back for me from Taiwan or give me, like, oh, here's a friend of a friend's bra. I'm like, ew, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I have, I have a couple of bras from back home. Just like, where does this come from? I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah. But the problem with the Asian bras, not only, they, not only are they really hard, but they don't fit. The shape is, like, very close up. They want you to have the cleavage. So they, like, oh, so the way they, they, they push together yeah, a lot. And I'm just like, this is weird. Like, in some ways, I don't have two boobs. I have one gigantic one. <laughs> you have a uniboob. I do. So I'm like, oh, it's really interesting how different countries, like, you know. Mm. So for our listeners out there who are from, like, not from the U.S., are your bras, the design, or, like, the style different? Mm. Um, because that's something I noticed, you know, Helen and I noticed with the Asian bras. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think I, you probably got, like, the more modernized, like, 2010 bras. I think I got, like, the 2000s, 19, oh. like, <laughs> 90s bras, which were just, like, there's no shape or there's it's just you know it's big hard. hard and <laughs> there's like lace and flowery things on it and it's mm, just like yeah. that's pretty though yeah no one was looking at it but yeah. <laughs> hi bgs navy bees it's janet here I know I've been talking a lot about quarantine in our ads, but it's a reality. With increased precautions and staying at home more, I haven't had my haircut in a long time. So it's grown out to be the longest I've had it in a while, which means there is a lot of it to take care of. I'm generally very minimal with my toiletry products, and Function of Beauty is a line that I have been using and really appreciate. You take a hair quiz to let them know your hair type and hair goals, like lengthen, volumize, oil control, etc. And then you choose a color and fragrance, and they determine the perfect blend of ingredients for your formula. I like that they are vegan and cruelty-free and that you can choose dye-free and fragrance-free formulas. I also really appreciate that they deliver the products to your door, so it's one less thing for me to have to go to the store for. Never buy off the shelf just to be disappointed ever again. Go to functionofbeauty.com abg to take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. Go to functionofbeauty.com abg to let them know we sent you and get 20% off your order. functionofbeauty.com abg. 
Hi everyone, if you've been listening to us for a while now, you know that Skillshare is a longtime sponsor of Asian Boss Girl. Here at ABG, we love seeing your DMs and emails about tapping into your creative brains and challenging yourselves by taking classes through Skillshare. For those of you who don't know, Skillshare is an online learning community where so many people, millions, have come together to take the next step in their creative journey. They offer thousands of classes on topics including illustration, design, photography, video, freelancing, and so much more. As content creators ourselves, we've noticed that on YouTube, Instagram, and the internet at large, the only thing that truly matters is your voice. How you develop, use, and share your creative ideas with others can be the difference between a robust, engaged community and feeling like you're shouting into the void. One of the classes I've enjoyed is taught by Nathaniel Drew called Creativity Unleashed, Discover, Hone, and Share Your Voice Online, which helps you to determine your individual values as a creator and how to overcome your insecurities. Explore your creativity at Skillshare.com ABG and get a free two-week trial of premium membership. Again, that's Skillshare.com ABG to get two weeks of free premium membership. Skillshare.com ABG. Hi everyone, it's Mel here and I want to remind you that we have a live weekly show on the Stereo app. Thank you so much for the people who have been tuning in to our weekly episodes. We love listening to the live messages from you and hearing your comments on the different topics. Last week, Helen and I were able to chat through our 30th birthdays from Helen's Cabo trip to my recent escape. We also got asked a really great question by a listener from New York and shared what we hope to leave behind in our 20s. So if you're interested in tuning in, check out the notes in the description of this podcast episode or check out our link tree on our Instagram bio. We have this week's schedule show link out and ready to go. And yes, Stereo is free for those of you who haven't downloaded it yet. We've been really looking for ways to connect with you all more and are very excited to try this out. Through Stereo, you'll be able to join us for real conversations in real time. And this app allows podcast creators like us to build an even more intimate relationship with our listeners by engaging with y'all in direct conversations. Again, check out the link in the description of this episode show notes or the link in our Instagram bio. We can't wait to see you every week on the Stereo app. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
speaking of like you know changing and feeling awkward of like you know dealing with a specialist do you remember changing in front of other girls in middle school or high school and what was that like oh yeah so I think middle school is when I had the memory of things starting to feel awkward that your body's changing and it was also the first time in school we had to change in public Mm -hmm. because we had PE Mm -hmm. so you know you're in the girls locker room and everyone has to change from their school clothes into their PE outfits and I remember all of my friends like we came up with different like tactics and strategies to be able to like change our um to change our clothes without showing our bodies Mm. I don't know if you guys did this but it's like there are ways that you can like you know take one sleeve off and then put the other sleeve on or do the top first and then the shorts so you can like strategically cover different parts of your body so you're never like truly naked I am like a pro at changing in public yeah 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 changing in public like that um and I, I I think yeah, I remember that being really, really awkward. But the thing is also, like, because I grew up dancing um, mm. in, like, backstage during recitals from a very young age, like, you don't have time and they just, like, strip you down, right? Mm-hmm. But I learned from those, like, settings where because it was all, like, mostly women and women did not react, like, I, I had this, like, idea in my body in certain settings that it's just, like it's okay and it's comfortable and it's like a tool like mm. no one it's it's your instrument right yeah, yeah, yeah. and then some, and then i'm like in school and it suddenly all the girls around me are like super shy so i feel like i kind of just like mm. adapted to i'm like if they're shy then they must not want to see my body so i should do the same oh, interesting yeah <laughs> how about you ladies i think very similar to your experience too jay so I, I did play a lot of sports in high school um so i was always in the locker room and i actually mm. do remember when i first walked into the locker room to change and obviously you share a locker room with multiple other girls sports teams and everyone has been doing this for a long period of time changing you know and they were just stripping down in the open I remember when I first walked there and in there I saw a butt and I was like whoa okay <laughs> like this is happening you know you see these in, yeah. in movies and yeah, TV yeah. shows but you don't for me to have experienced the first time I was just like oh this is real life yeah okay yeah, yeah. And I remember I would always try to find like a corner locker mm. so that I could open up like multiple doors and sort of like hide oh. myself while I was changing. But uh, I definitely remember being self-conscious, uh, especially I remember when I was on the track team and didn't really have any friends there. Um, and I was like, this is really weird because one, I'm a loner and two, I'm naked. Like, yeah. it's, it's weird when you're like, it's, it's nice when you have a team that you're super close and good friends with, like my yeah. volleyball team. I remember my locker then was like smack in the middle, like all my girls were around me and we would just be like changing, obviously very discreetly, like we yeah. were able to find a way to change without showing our body parts, but we'd be like laughing and joking and changing and that felt fine. But when I was on the track team, I, it was like weird because like everyone else is like having fun and then here mm-hmm. you are like just trying to discreetly Aww. take off your shirt and put on your your little pants and stuff but uh similar to uj i think i got to a place where we could literally just change anywhere we would change on like the school bus in a locker room like oh, outdoors wow. and no boobs popped out dang yeah it's a skill wow it's a skill to develop <laughs> i think i remember in middle school was like my first time changing in front of everyone like for pe right but the thing I noticed, though, was, like, thinking back, it was odd because back in middle school for PE, people, the girls wore their regular bras and not sports bras to change. Mm. Like, you didn't, you, I never packed a sports bra with my PE clothes. Always, like, mm. here's my shirt and my shorts. Mm-hmm. So I was like, dang. And, like, so here are these girls wearing some fancy, lacy bras in middle school PE. And I, I remember that was the first time I was like, wow, that's a really cool bra. Or that's a Victoria's Secret bra. So mm. I think I low start comparing myself. I'm like, oh, wow, like she has a fancy bra. Or like, oh, that mm. one. And I think middle school is also the time I realized the different size of boobs. Because obviously you're seeing things. And mm. I'm someone that really wasn't, I wasn't like neutral. I wasn't afraid to like change in front of people. But also wasn't like, 
hey, everyone, here's my tits. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I think because I, comparing myself to the other girls in my PE class, I was, I was more flat-chested. Uh, I feel like middle school is also the time that, like, I got comments about my boobs. Mm. Like, comments were made towards me. Like, oh, like, I remember in eighth grade, Michael, he was a class comedian, and he'll call my boobs mosquito bites. Mm. What? And, I know. And honestly, it didn't, like, bother me completely because I'm like, yeah, it's not, it's not, you're not wrong. But I'm like, damn, you're calling out how small my boobs are. Aww. And then my best friend has, like, like freaking full C's. So changing with her in high school, it's kind of like, dang, mm. like, you're big. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm not. So, yeah, yeah that's just something I noticed. Aww, that, yeah, that, I think that is a really hard time in middle school, especially when, like, uh, you're still, you care so much about kind of how people perceive you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think during that time, too, is when boys are mm-hmm. also starting to notice and make yeah. comments, and they don't know how to rein in their comments, whether it's because, you know, during that time, not a lot of people were like, you can't say this stuff to girls or whatever, yeah, that's you know? true. So they were able to just be like, boobs, I'm liking boobs. Ooh, you have boobs oh you don't have boobs yeah. Like, yeah, yeah this is super random but i remember even from high school and middle school like because you know you're seeing people change like people are openly changing like in high school i was on the swim team so people would be mm. like butt naked yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. also my best friends and i would just change in front of each other because we just didn't care but i think that was a time when i realized like oh my boobs actually look really different than yours mm. like growing up like in that time i never thought my boobs felt like a woman's boobs Mm-hmm. I was like, looks like a little girl's boobs. Maybe because I hadn't flat chested. And I think also back then, so when you're kind of exploring like pornographic content, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, I don't look like hers. Like, mm. why, do you, why does my boobs look different than yours? Yeah. Mm. Maybe it's just my shape of my boobs, though. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Do you guys ever think that way? Well, I think it's interesting you say that because I think if you have been growing up with friends and have been seeing each other sort of like naked and each other develop, then there is, I could see why there's like a seed of comparison yeah. that gets planted in your mind. I don't think I've grown up seeing other people's boobs mm. enough to be like i i feel like mine are i mean i definitely felt self-conscious that mine were smaller like a part of the reason why i did the padding thing was one mm. because i didn't want to pay 50 dollars for a sports bra but mm. two also because i was like i need a little bit of cleavage or mm. i want a little bit bit of cleavage right but i don't think i ever like directly compared myself of like your boob is you know mm. this size and mine is like not that size or like the color mm. like yeah. i never I, I don't have a distinct memory of thinking about like nipples or anything like that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you it was it actually Mel. Was that something that you thought about? Like, yeah, nipples like, for sure. It's like, oh, your color is darker than mine. And like, mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. uh, two stories. I think because my best friend, like, I think in your little curls, you make fun of each other, and she's like, oh, Mel, your boots are so small. I'm just like, mm. yeah, they are. But I was like, yours are freaking big. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? And then the, I remember this is so in my 20s. I think we were a little drunk in Vegas. And all my girlfriends were like, so what color is your nipple? I don't know how that combo just got brought up because all of us have different coloring. Yeah, mm. but we're all Asian women. So we're like. Oh, yours is more brown. Interesting. Wait, so you just showed each other your I nipples? I think some of them did, and I was like, I'm not showing mine, dude. Like, I'll tell you the color. I'm not going to show. <laughs> is yours like a light pink? <laughs> I am not going to answer this on the pod. <laughs> usually it's a correlation with, like, skin tone, right? So Usually, usually. Yeah. Wait, is that something that you ever did, Janet? Like, did you compare? Like, did you see other people's, other people's boobs, boobs that were your age? Yeah, I think because we were very strategic about changing, um, I never really saw, like, I would see bras, right? right. And I would see shapes, but I never really saw, like, the, I, what is the anatomical term? The aioli. Aioli. No, no, no. <laughs> That's a sign. Aioli's are tasty. Yeah. Areola. Areola, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, actually, and to your point, Mel, like I didn't think about different colors or that they look differently because I only knew mine. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. and I think I the only ones that I saw then were on in media. So mm-hmm. like anytime you would flip through a channel or something like that. But because in my mind, I saw that as so distinctly like sexualized mm-hmm. and different. I never, I never thought to myself, oh, that's how my boobs should look. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it, there was like a clear, distinct, like mental difference between this is a real body and this mm. is my body and this is like, like Hollywood sexualized mm-hmm. 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 body, you know? Mm-hmm. So what about, we've talked about kind of our first bras and experiences when we were younger. Um, what is your current favorite bra and why? My current favorite bra is no bra. I mm. love feeling, honestly, I just don't like wearing bras. I like feeling free. But if I had to choose, I wear a lot of sports bras or camis. And you guys see me wear, like, my sports bras on Zoom meetings. And I'm not even trying to work. I have sports bras and I don't work out. And honestly, it's because I have I don't really have much to support up there, here, down there, whatever. So sports, <laughs> for me, <laughs> below my neck, above my waist. <laughs> yeah, exactly what she said. So I think for me, a cami or a sports bra works really well because it just feels like enough support, mm-hmm. but not, like, a wire. Yeah. Um, in terms of a brand, um, recently we tried Third Love, and I love it. It's so soft. So if I had to find a formal bra, Third Love fits to the T. Mm-hmm. It's like the material's great, the wiring, you can't feel it that much. So Third Love if I'm wearing like a t-shirt or something. Mm. How about you two? Um, my current favorite bra is one that I'm wearing right now, and it is from Victoria's Secret. It was one that Philip got for me. Ooh. This was back in 2017 for Christmas. He gave me like an underwear makeover because I was clearly still wearing really old underwear honestly i feel like the quality of my underwear has been great and if it's not broken if there's no holes in it why throw it away you know like that's that's my like mentality so he was kind of just like you need a makeover and then he got me like calvin klein's and victoria's secrets and all of these different uh new underwear so this one is wireless there's no wire in it which Mm. is super nice super soft but it like it like hugs my body it's not too tight at all the back strap is not too high i feel like that's sometimes Mm. an issue and it's a light pink cream purplish color Mm. um, and very lightly padded and it feels like a cloud it's actually super super nice but now this is getting worn down i feel like the way that i wear my bras i wear the same ones basically all the time Mm. which is something i don't know some people think it's gross because if you think about like a shirt if you wear the same shirt all the time, isn't that the same as wearing the same bra all the time? Shouldn't mm-hmm. you be changing it out every day or every other day? Yeah, yeah. So I think I wash my bra like once a week, but I basically wear the same one all the time. I think that's once that's a week normal. is a pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I usually will rotate between like three. Two, two to three and then wash maybe every two weeks. So that's probably about the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your favorite bra, Jay? Um, my favorite bra, which I'm also wearing right now, um, I'm a fan of t-shirt bras. So no wire, mm-hmm. and I like basic black. Um, this one is actually a DKNY brand that I got from Costco. So <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think that like for me, I like simple. I like um, comfortable. I will say it doesn't support the best. So if I'm going to be wearing like a tighter shirt or like more formal attire, I won't wear this bra. But in general, every day, it's like I like t-shirt bras. Mm-hmm. Comfort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, ladies, boobs are one of the most recognized symbols of female sensuality and sexuality. What do your boobs mean to you? So for me, like, I don't know the right word to describe what my boobs mean to me, but I will say that, I don't know if you ladies feel this way, but for example, my period's coming, I can tell mostly through the change in my boobs, mm. whether it's hard, whether it's sensitive. So my boobs is like my first indicator that my period's coming. So in oh, a lot of ways, it's like my sensor to like what's about to happen. 
Mm. How would you describe that? <laughs> yeah, that that's right. Boot button. Boot button. No, that makes sense. It, you, it's like a gauge for yeah. kind of if there's other things in your body, body that yeah. are going to be changing or what's off or like, can you tell your mood from your boobs? It's it's more like, for example, this sounds maybe TMI, but when I'm showering, can you not use hot, you should have a hot shower. Yeah. Usually when you're, when you're warm, your nipples get like softer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are moments when I'm in the hot shower, I'm just like, why is it so hard? <laughs> and is like, it, are you turned on? No, I, not at all. And then literally, I would press my boob like a button to see if it, if it changes. And it does. And so I'm just like, okay, so I know my period's coming. And then I know oh, I'm, I'm about to PMS. So it kind of like helps me gauge my mood too. Like, okay, oh, be careful. Wait, so your nipples are usually hard when your period's about to come? Yep. Oh. Oh, I didn't know about that quarter. For me, huh. yeah. That's why I'm like, I'm like, oh, I didn't notice. Like, I was like, why is it so pointy? When it mm-hmm. like, literally, I'm like in freaking hot ass water. So I'm like, okay. It helps me, for me, it helps me gauge when my period's coming. Do you have a name for your boob? No. I don't, I don't name her. She's a her, though. <laughs> if you were to name her, would it be Mel and then Odie? <laughs> Hell no. I'm not naming my boob Odie. <laughs> I don't look at my boobs a lot, to be honest. I just, like, it's like I'm in the shower, it's there. But I'm not, like, I don't ever, like, go to the mirror and be like, ooh. Like, I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, but how about you, ladies? What do you, what do your boobs mean to you? So for me, I actually like I shared when I was younger. I had a very like I really did not like developing boobs, and I was always just like, oh, these are so annoying. I don't like to have to cover them. I think as I as I got older, um, I just I developed a very kind of just like neutral relationship mm. with them. Um, I still am not someone who likes to show off my boobs or like show cleavage. I'm still very like. I guess like naturally modest about that, like a little bit self-conscious, a little bit modest, but at least it's like, I don't like hate them and I'm not like embarrassed by Mm -hmm. them, but I kind of just like coexist with them. Mm. Um, But now that I'm like 35 and I'm thinking about future and children, like my boobs do take on a little bit of a different meaning because I think about how like someday I would like to have children and I would like to breastfeed and that like being able to view them that way Mm. feels different. Mm -hmm. Like now I'm starting to appreciate them more. Um, and having a more positive relationship with them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would completely agree. I think it's kind of like my period. I think boobs are something you learn to appreciate over mm-hmm. time. Like I hated getting my period. I didn't like my smaller boobs, but now I've definitely learned to, you know, love my body and also love the function of these parts of your bodies, both your period and your boob sort of allow you to have a baby and allow you to mm-hmm. feed your baby. And if you think about it from like a motherhood perspective, that is very freaking cool. Um, but I think it takes time for you to develop this love and appreciation for your body. Even if it, you know, if it doesn't look like the ones that you see on the models mm-hmm. and you're like, why is it not as like round or mm-hmm. as like perky or whatever? It's like, well, these are your boobs. And there is something about the uniqueness of every type of boob that you've seen. It's like every every person's boob is so unique, which is so cool yeah. if you think about it, you know. It's very tailored to like your body. Mm-hmm. No two boobs, I feel like, are the same unless you get it surgically inserted. But yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's so cool to think about how it, I think it, it really is like a unique factor and it's something that should be celebrated. Mm. It's like a fingerprint, right? It is unique to everyone. Yeah. But maybe it's like a part of your body that is maybe more unique than like your hands, mm. you know, or your arm or your legs. Like the boob is usually just, there's more characteristics to yeah. it. Mm-hmm.
Working from home more often this past year has meant that I've gotten a little lazier with some of my morning prep things. Like I tend to stay in PJs all day, I don't really do my makeup, and I forgo things like deodorant. But something I've realized recently is that implementing these rituals actually really helps set a strong foundation for my day. When I dress up for myself and I smell good for myself, I'm in a better and more energetic mood. So in my bathroom, you'll find Native, an aluminum-free deodorant with ingredients I've actually heard of like coconut oil and shea butter. I'm a fan of their lavender and rose scent, but they have a bunch you can choose from like eucalyptus and mint, coconut and vanilla, citrus and herbal musk, and more. Over 10 scents, including their classics and rotating seasonals. They also do not test their products and animals and almost everything is vegan. Make the switch to Native today by going to nativedo.com abg or use promo code abg at checkout and get 20% off your first order. That's nativedeo.com slash abg or use promo code abg at checkout for 20% off your first order. Periods. Oh, periods. We gotta start normalizing discussion around periods even more ladies and gents out there. And for the beautiful ladies tuning in, if you want a period product that looks out for your body, your lifestyle, and the planet, you've got to try Flex. I recently switched over from tampons and panty liners to the Flex Cup, a reusable cup made with a velvety soft material for a comfortable fit in your vajayjay. And it is awesome. Like, I'm surprised I haven't been using a Flex Cup for a longer period of my life. I'll admit that the first time you try it out, it's like you're a teenager exploring your body again. But trust me, Flex's products are worth the learning curve. And Flex has videos, diagrams, FAQs, and even live chat Flex spurts on their website to help you along the way. Flex is innovating period care with products that are body safe, made for comfort, and made to keep you moving. And along with the Flex Cup, they have the Flex Disc, which is a one-time use menstrual disc that fits perfectly inside your body. Plus, they're completely body safe and non-toxic. So say goodbye to leaks, mess, and stress, and say hello to healthier periods for people and the planet with Flex. Go to flexfits.com and use code ABG for 20% off your Flex Disc Starter Kits or 10% off your first Flex Cup, plus free U.S. shipping. That's code ABG at flexflexfits.com. We know that some of our listeners are small business owners and creative entrepreneurs. Whether it's your full-time focus or a side project, In today's digitally driven world, it's important to pay attention to your online presence and make your business stand out from the rest. Issue is an all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content. From marketing materials, to magazines, to flipbooks and brochures, and more. PDFs are outdated. Issue makes content better and works seamlessly with tools you already use, like Canva, Dropbox, and InDesign. Make it once and distribute it everywhere, without reformatting. Your content is already optimized for engagement and ready to share. Get started with Issue today for free, or if you sign up for a premium account, you'll get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code ABG. That's I-S-S-U-U dot com slash podcast and use promo code ABG at checkout for your free account or 50% off your premium account. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code ABG. Well, besides boobs, what part of your body do you think is the most sensual or feminine? I I would actually kind of like, because of the way that I describe my relationship with boobs, I think even though, you know, for a lot of women, it is something that they love to showcase and they associate with like sexuality and sensuality. I don't really have that Mm. relationship with my boobs. I 
like if I were to think about what makes me feel sexy and sensual, it's like probably like my collarbone area. I was in the same thing. Upper body, Mm -hmm. upper chest. Um, Yeah. So Mel, you said you would say the same thing. Yeah. I would say clavicles. Oh my God. For sure. Yeah. Because um, I don't know, there's something really feminine about like the collarbone clavicles. Maybe also for me, like this is like really random, but my, my face is round. So people have the perception a little bit more rounder in the body, but I think something about like clavicle just makes it pop more. I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second part I really do, I'm, I'm learning to embrace more, is the curvature of the back or the shape of my body from my hips to my thighs. Like that little, like that little pear shape. Mm. I think growing up, I didn't like feeling... I, I'm a little actually curvy in that area, like my mom. But I'm just like, ugh. But now I'm just like... There's something really sexy and feminine about just the lines. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate those parts now. Yeah, I was gonna say exactly the clavicles. That's so interesting that we all three are saying the clavicles and like shoulders. Mm. I feel like a friendly face is also very Mm. like nice and feminine. Mm. Um, But I always talk to Philip. We don't always talk about this, but I think we're both like butt over boobs people Mm. because there is something about the butt that is if you have like a really nice butt, that means that you also work hard for your butt. Mm. Like there's like a muscular booty is like much like nicer than just like a a flabby booty versus Mm. your boobs. You can't like work out Mm -hmm. unless you get it surgically, you know, done. Mm. But there's something about a butt that's like a muscle booty is like dope. Yeah, it's like reflective of your efforts and stuff too. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. True. and and how you take care of yourself and mm. stuff. Clavicles and and butt and curvature of your lower back. Yeah, that's mm. the lower back. Is yes, nice. I think that's why. Also, like for example, for me, when a guy touches you on the lower back versus gives me a hug, there's something about that little small gesture. I'm just like, mm. ooh, that's kind of mm-hmm. nice, you mm-hmm. know? There's like an intimacy about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's just like a hand on my lower back. It's not even my ass. It's just like on my <laughs> lower back. Yeah. It's, like, close. Yes. But it's not there, you know what I'm saying? Well, if you guys, if you ladies can change anything about your boobs, what would it be and why? So, as I said before, I used to really dislike having boobs, and I found them to be a, nu- a nuisance. I think that when I was younger, I really fought my femininity a lot um, because, like, there was this idea, maybe some of the the personality trait and the cultural expectation of being obedient um, and also seeing in media the way that they like feminize women and the way that women were treated I I really did not like sometimes receiving attention from men in mm. any way right um, and so because of that I really leaned I think into the opposite direction of really adopting a neutral style um, I wasn't quite like tomboyish or androgynous per se but anything that was like sexy or hot or revered I really kind of like pushed the other way um, but now that I'm kind of older, I feel like I've developed a greater sense of confidence in my identity as a woman, and I feel more okay with like owning that femininity. So I guess today, like, there's not I wouldn't change anything about my boobs. I used to want them to be smaller, but now I'm like fine with accepting them the way that they are. Um, and yeah, I think I mean I heard that after you get pregnant and have babies, sometimes they go up a size mm. or like they get a little bit larger. So. I guess we'll cross that path when it comes, if it comes. Well, I'm going to get massive, and I'm like, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see what it looks like then, you know? (laughs) Hey. (laughs) I wonder if the color of the nipple will change. Oh. They get darker. Do they really? really? The kids could could find them? Yeah. Where did I hear this from? No, it's funny. This is from friends, I think, but... Um, it gets darker because like, even the kids could just find it quicker. Mm, easier to... I could be completely it. wrong, so don't quote me on this, but that's what I heard. Interesting. How about you, ladies? Same. I think I definitely wanted to change them when I was younger, but mm-hmm. I've grown a lot since those days when I sewed in cups into my sports bras and those hard 
Chinese bra comes, <laughs> I think I've become very happy with what I have. Also, there are so many types of clothing now that can make you look good without having to focus on your cleavage. Like yeah. boobs are not the only thing that represents sexiness, like we were just saying. But I feel like when we were younger, that was that sort was, of like yeah. the symbol of a sexy woman. Yeah. So it's nice to see that that times have changed like now if you feel sexy about your legs like you can show off your legs Mm -hmm. and cover up your top if you have nice shoulders show those off instead like find the body parts find the parts of your body that you feel good about and show that off and i think honestly confidence is like the sexiest thing about a woman and a man confidence is freaking sexy um, and also I know that for me, if I want my boobs to look bigger, I can get a push-up bra or, you know, normally they would just chill out and not have that much cleavage and that's completely okay too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do appreciate my boobs and I would not change anything about them. How about for you, Mel? So like you both, thanks to play with the idea of going up, like I actually was thinking about like playing, playing with the idea of like going up half a size. Cause I don't want, I don't think, um, I used to like try on like big ass bras, like big cushion bras and mm-hmm. they look so awkward on my body. I don't think it's the right proportion, but to be honest, I wouldn't change a thing. Um, I feel like as I've gotten older, I learned to really embrace them and not feel insecure about the size. And you know, I, I think like you mentioned how like with our society kind of moving to like more like appreciation of the, the butt area mm-hmm. and you know, the freeing of the tits, I feel like I'm able to confidently actually wear plunging tops without feeling mm-hmm. insecure about my size of my boobs. Yeah. Like before I'm just like, Oh, I don't feel it up. And now I'm just like, no, nah, like. I feel good in it. And even though my boobs are small, it is what it is. Like, you'll see my clavicles or something. So mm-hmm. when I feel the most confident, it's actually when I wear something plunging and I feel really good about it because I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't let the my my previous insecurities of my boobs get in the way of me wanting to rock a style that I really want. Mm-hmm. So I think it also goes hand-in-hand with, like, being confident in, like, what mm-hmm. you have now. So there's a, a pretty uh, common stereotype that Asian women have small boobs. Have you heard of this stereotype and, like, what are your thoughts on it? So, I don't know if this is completely true. I know a lot of friends. Like, my best friend has, like, she's a full C. or And also my aunt is, like, a double D. Like, she's... I was like, whoa. Yeah. Um, oh, my aunt's, like, a double D, too. Yeah, well, I don't know what it like, is. Like, I remember when I saw her bras hanging once and I put it on my head. <laughs> so, I was like, whoa. Yeah, it's so really big. big. But I will say, even with them in my group of friends, average... And I have a lot of Asian friends. There are Asian females. Average boob size or cup size is like probably an A, like they're like an A or a B. I don't know any girls in my friend group that's probably a C or above. And I don't know if that's like, I don't know if that's like an indication mm-hmm. of yeah. the general population, but within my friend group, that's what I noticed. Is it different for you do? I actually, from personal observation, like I, I could not conclude that this is a, a true stereotype from my friends. Uh, if I look at like my, my Asian female friends, and a lot of them actually are quite short too, so it's like a frame, like they're like 5'5", five, 5'2", five, but they have like Bs and Cs. Okay. So I don't, I don't know if like, yeah, from personal observation, I haven't found this to be mm. true. And then when I was like looking around online, I was like Googling this, like, oh, is there any like support that, you know, Asian women have like smaller boobs on average? And there really weren't any conclusive findings to support that statement. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the things that you'll find are like anecdotes or personal mm. experiences, which isn't yeah. like formal research, right? And usually it's like, breast size is linked more strongly with like um, height, diet, weight, genetics, that mm, kind of stuff right. versus like you can't really link it to a race. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you're hearing it here on the Asian Boss Girl podcast that we are, we're dispelling the myth. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has other things that, other research that they found to support otherwise, but uh, it's an interesting topic to touch upon. For sure. Now, I definitely remember in high school, like one of my best friends, we, I mean, we were young, we we're like ninth grade and she had watermelon sized boobs and everyone called her like 
I'm not going to say her name. I was going to say her name. I'm not going to say her name because I think she listens to this podcast, but she had watermelons, you know, and then her sister had melons. Like they had big boobs. And I think the generalization is that Asian women are, are um, seen as more petite. So then by default, they would have smaller boobs mm. proportionally to their body. But I don't, I really don't like that generalization mm. that Asian women are smaller because I think that's already, it fucks with a lot of people who aren't. So Let's dispel that as well. Like, I think it depends on your genetics. I think it depends on just, you know, every person is unique and different. And you can't say all Asian women have small boobs because that is not accurate. Mm -hmm. All right, let's end on this question. If we were each a type of bra, what type of bra would that be and why? All right, so I have Helen's um, description and Janet's description down. I'll go first. Helen, you'd be a sports bra. No shit. Um, (laughs) I say because you're athletic, you're flexible, and you shapeshift. Oh, so it's kind of like it, it's. I think it's similar to a sports bra, and also because wow. you wear it a lot too. Janet actually put classic wire bra because oh. you're a classic person. Like I think when I think of Janet, she's like timeless mm. and timeless and supportive. So she, she needs that. that. Wi- she needs that wiring, even though it's uncomfortable. You need that wiring to help support you. Oh, okay, okay. I, I do like this because it's not like what would she actually wear? Yeah, because she yeah, would actually. Yeah, yeah. I would wear say Janet would wear a sports bra or a t-shirt bra. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I like the yeah. She if would you be if you were bra personified, yeah. Kind of thing. And I feel yeah. like when I think of a, like a like a wire bra, it's structured. And I feel like if you're a very structured person, even though you do go with the flow, there's something about you that's really reliable and structured. Yeah. yeah. So, wow, Mel, you're really good at that question. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I read this question as what bra would you wear? Yeah. And I was like, a sports bra, lightly padded, comfortable, but sexy. <laughs> <laughs> so on the spot, I would say, I'm going to say same answer for Jay. Um, and for Mel, I feel like she would be like a, okay, <laughs> she would be like a decorative, like sexy, lacy bra that showed cleavage, wasn't too padded, like lightly padded, but showed off her, her clap goes. It could even be like a mm. halter bra or something like just mm. super sexy um, and like proud. Mm. Yeah, my, my answer actually for Mel was, I don't know why I envisioned this because you don't wear red that often, but I imagine like a red lacy bra for you oh. and not a classic cut, something that would be like kind of haltery or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slightly, yeah, decorative and, and a little bit sassy. Yeah. Uh, for Helen, I actually, I, I think sports bras seem like it would be obvious, but I actually, I felt like for you, it would be almost more like a, of a t-shirt bra. And oh. I imagined it would be like a mauve color. Oh, so kind of like yeah. a purple, but like, like a more reddish mm. like a pinkish purple tone yeah um and also so i could see like the material or the texture being um not lace but you know how sometimes there's stuff with a little bit of mesh and a little bit shiny too mm. like a little sparkle to it sometimes you see it in like wedding dresses that it's like oh. that yeah like so something like soft and a little bit of like glimmer okay yeah mm. Those would be my answers. Yeah. Interesting. I was like, you're a sports bro. <laughs> I definitely, definitely didn't read this question right. <laughs> well, that concludes this episode talking about our boobies and, you know, just walking through our awkward phases, you know, with development of the chest area. Um, if you guys enjoyed this episode, please comment down in our latest Instagram post. What was your first training bra? You know, we're very curious. Obviously, all three of us have very different variations from um, Helen's very hard Asian bras to maybe a small sports bra from Target. So just let us know in the comments below if you're comfortable. Yes. And to wrap up today's episode, we have a couple of shout outs. From San Francisco, Jared wishes a happy birthday to Johnny, whose birthday was March 1st. From Harry to Vivian in Orange County, you are the best girlfriend. Happy two years. From Los Angeles, Joy wants to congratulate Brianna for starting her own strip lash business, LA Lash Addict. 
Jade from Toronto wants to send a shout out to Jen, Rebecca, Cindy, and Shirley for chasing their dreams and highlighting millennial day-to-day challenges in their new podcast, tbd.pod. To Catherine from Elizabeth in Illinois, happy birthday, sissy. Thanks for being the best ABG. Love you. And if you'd like to send a friend or loved one a shout out, check out the link tree in our Instagram bio for details. You can find us on all the podcasting platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a rating and review at Asian Boss Girl. And if you'd like to support us through monthly donations, you can do so at anchor.fm slash asianbossgirl slash support. We're also very active on social. Our handle is at asianbossgirl. If you enjoyed the episode today, screen cap the podcast, tag us, and we may reshare on our IG story. You can also find us on YouTube, handle at Asian Boss Girl, and you will find Dear ABGs or vlogs that we will upload every Sunday. It's basically like our second podcast, but now you can put a face to our voices. So make sure you subscribe to our channel, again, Asian Boss Girl. You can also check out our latest collection of merch at AsianBossGirl.MyShopify.com. And thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. Thank you all again for joining us today, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for another fun episode of ABG. Before you go, we wanted to remind you about our live podcast show that will be happening every week on the Stereo app. Last week, we talked about how we celebrated my recent 30th birthday to the funny moments in our intern meetings. Stereo is an app for live social conversations. We want to talk directly with you, our listeners. For a link to the show, check out our Instagram at Asian Boss Girls, link in bio, and click the link that says weekly live show on Stereo. Again, that's Instagram.com slash Asian Boss Girl, and click on our link tree to grab the link right after this episode. See y'all there.